Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everybody and welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am Will. And I am Annie. And together we are the paranormal comedy duo that hosts Mysteries of the Unexplained. Are you well Annie? Are you well? I am highly blessed and truly favoured. I have spent the morning knocking the shit out of a mobile home. Really good way to get your anger out. Just get a hammer and start knocking some shit down. How are you my sweetheart? I am fantastic and yours burly and actually this you like doing a bit of hard work there mirrors a character that you're going to play in today's story by the way. Oh my god am I some big sexy kind of lumberjack kind of labourer kind of like sexy sexy cuts the sticks and builds the houses? 100% not. Oh. Um, but we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out later in the show but I suppose first we better thank our new Patreon subscribers that signed up to us this week so I would like to say a big thank you to Elizabeth de Sosway. I would like to say an even bigger thank you to Laura Barker thank you Laura finally a big huge thank you to Carly Swalwell thank you Carly Laura and Elizabeth for joining up this week and if you guys haven't done so already and would like to you can find a link to our Patreon in the episode's show notes or simply go to patreon.com forward slash mysteries of the unexplained where you'll get a bonus weekly episode hey 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 press the button press the button why don't you press the button press the button <laughs> This episode, we have to say um, a big happy birthday to Vanessa. It's Vanessa's birthday and we said we would. Vanessa, happy birthday to you. Um, yeah, she mentioned something on the Facebook page and we were like, of co- like, I mean, like, of course. Happiest of birthdays to you. You're a great little contributor now to the page. And we've had a load of people coming on bo- board on the page there over the last few weeks. And it's just a bit of crack. Um, and we're always putting mad stuff up there and having the chats. So if you haven't already, you can find the page at Mysteries of the Unexplained and you can join our very, very hard to get into, very selective and exclusive Facebook group. 
Now, Annie, are you ready for a paranormal story that will knock your socks off, blow your knickers out and <laughs> and make you put on a bra for once? Are you ready? I, 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 I am due a change of knickers. So, like, if if it were to happen today, I suppose it wouldn't be the worst thing. So go on, go on with your bad self. <laughs> Our story begins in the former province of Javoudan, south central France, 1764. In the nearby Mercure forest, a girl by the name of Marie-Jean Vallée was tending to her father's herd of cattle. As Marie continued on her route, herd in tow, she began to hear low growls emanating from the forest ahead. The forest grew still. Even the livestock knew something was ahead. Suddenly, a dark figure slowly began to emerge from the shadows. It was similar to a wolf, but not a wolf. It was about the size of a cow, perhaps a horse, with head that was elongated but had flattened snout. Its ears were pointed and worst of all, its wide and hideous mouth showed the longest teeth I have ever seen. That face still haunts me at night. I was pinned to the ground from fear. I I just froze. Never have I seen such a monstrosity. That was a wonderful accent of a Slavic girl. <laughs> thank you for that, Annie. Um, uh, she has Slavic rates. Okay, thank you. Continue. The beast made slow advances at Marie, but luckily the bulls in her father's herd charged at the creature, keeping it at bay. Eventually, the beast slowly retreated back into the shadows of the Macquarie Forest from whence it came. Low growls of dissatisfaction faded. The forest remained silent. A gentle breeze rustled the leaves overhead. Suddenly, the beast reappeared from the shadows, its face filled with anger this time, its gaze fixed upon Marie, its back arched as if ready to pounce. Again, the bulls came to Marie's rescue this time driving the beast away for good. Disgruntled growls dissipated and the forest's ambience returned. Marie was clearly shaken from the whole experience, but put the encounter down to a wild animal she had perhaps never seen before. Her village was filled with stories of beasts that lurked the forest nearby. It wouldn't be until days later when the body of a 14-year-old girl by the name of Jean Boulet was found mauled to death on a nearby farm. Jean Boulet had been attending to a flock of sheep at the time, alone, and so the beasts of Javoudan had claimed its first reported victim. Throughout 1764, more and more attacks were being reported across the region. Fear filled the hearts of the villagers. The shadow cast by the beast was growing. Dreams of a growling beast haunted children in their beds at night. Mothers, terrified their children would be mauled to death, silently wept tears of fear, and worried fathers grew angry that this beast could not be caught and killed. The beast was offering up its preferences. Reports noted that it would only attack lone persons and children, with most encounters occurring near the forest of Jean Vaudan. When it was successful in its attacks, it seemed only to target the victim's head or neck regions, leaving their bodies for some poor soul to stumble upon. It seemed the beast was killing for sport. In 1987, a study estimated that there had been 610 attacks 
resulting in 500 deaths and 49 injuries. 98 of the victims killed were partially eaten, but all bodies were left. As mentioned, there were survivors. Their reports made the beast even more terrifying. Survivors claimed that any wounds they had inflicted on the beast miraculously healed before their very eyes. Even more concerning, hunters of the beast reported that bullets, which had been fired at it, seemed to ricochet off its thick hide without leaving a mark. On the streets of La Hubac, an elderly woman's voice reached the ears of nervous residents. <laughs> I have a note here that says, Will, witchy. <laughs> Just your normal voice then, please, sir. The devil himself is at work here. I say the devil. He has instructed a beast to hunt us all down. You silly, silly fools cannot stop it. But who will be next? Your son? Your daughter? Or perhaps it will be me, no? Pray, my children. Pray to the Lord above to protect you. It is your only hope. Hickory dickory dock. The beast ran up the clock. The clock struck six. Then six. Then six. Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> she is a sassy watch. <laughs> She's very fucking sassy. <laughs> the atmosphere within the village was tense. Bands of men tried in vain to capture the beast and end this nightmare. But its shadows tricked them from left to right. Deep growls began to sound like deep laughter. And so the beast's reign prevailed. By late December 1764, rumours began circulating that there might be a pair of animals behind the killings. This was because there had been such a high number of attacks in such a short space of time because many of the attacks appeared to have occurred or were reported nearly simultaneously. Some accounts suggested the creature was seen with another such animal, while other reports that the beast was accompanied by its young. On January the 12th, 1765, a boy by the name of Jacques Portefey and a few of his friends were attacked repeatedly by the beast, gaining severe injuries. The boys eventually managed to drive the beast away by staying grouped together with pikes. The boy's story of bravery reached Paris, word reaching the ears of Louis XVI. Upon hearing the extraordinary bravery Portefey had displayed, the king rewarded him with an education at the state's expense. Now under pressure to calm the public, the king vowed that the French state would capture and kill the beast, and so he dispatched cavalrymen to the region to kill it. First Captain Duhamel of the Clermont Prince Dragoons led a small group of troops to Chevoudan. Duhamel's efforts to capture the beast proved to be quite controversial. He suggested that some of the local farmers and their sons dress as women to try lure the beast. <laughs> Sorry, this was some kind of drag race, like that they were setting up to, to lure the beast. Oh, if you, ju- if you just put on a sexy dress, no, the beast will be like, oh, oh mama. I know, it's like something out of like um, a fucking Disney cartoon from 1950s, you know, kind of like, oh, this is a woman, but like, wow, wow, wow. Um, or maybe it was like, uh, 
Serving the beast, serving the beast, serving the beast. <laughs> Alaganda, French Alaganda. Do you know, maybe it was kind of that type of thing. Maybe it was a bit sassy. Another suggestion of Duhamel's was to divide locals into groups, which were then strategically placed in the region to try lure the beast to a particular area. The only issue was that these groups were expected to wait all day in the location until Duhamel told them to go home again. Imagine just being like, go over there now 45 <laughs> miles and stay there until I tell you come back and the beast the beast may attack you, he may kill you, um, maul to death by your throat. Um, just stay there until I give you the word. By the way, we don't have televisions or anything. Uh, or we don't have uh, televisions to entertain your mobile phones to contact you. So I'm going to actually have to get a man to ride you, which will take about three hours, and uh, to tell you to come home. Uh, by the time you get home then, it's going to be night time. And then we'll do it all in the morning again. We'll start at five o'clock. Is that okay? Yeah. Sign Perfect. me up, bitch. <laughs> Locals soon grew sick of Duhamel's wild ideas and began to ignore his commands. Furthermore, Duhamel was claiming he had shot the beast multiple times, but missed because of its incompetent troops. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I went to go shoot him and then you actually sniffed and I missed it and it's because yeah. of you. You got in my way. I nearly had him. I nearly had him killed. I absolutely nearly had him killed. Only you farted. Oh, Jesus. Well, if I would blame you though if you were one of my troops. I would have farted if I was one of your troops. <laughs> like that one's putting me off. Oh my god! They haven't eaten in like three days, and he keeps going and tell him to sit behind a tree, wait for the beast. Fuck that shit. Whilst Duhamel's efforts were failing, the most famous attack of all occurred. A 19-year-old by the name of Marie-Jean Vallée and her younger sister were crossing the River Dege late one evening when they were attacked by the beast. However, Marie had come well equipped. Marie, look, it is the beast. Don't worry, my beautiful sister. Papa gave me this knife in case we encountered it. Quick, help me attach it to this stick. The beast slowly advanced towards the two girls its hungry mouth dripping with saliva. With the knife now firmly attached to the stick, Marie drove it into the chest of the beast. It howled into the night sky and retreated into the pitch-black tree line. Marie, you did it! Wow, you are so strong, similar to Papa. My petite frame could never do such a thing. Oh, thank you, sister. You are truly the beauty and I am the brawn. You're a fucking arsehole, Bill, right? Because yeah, you're a fucking prick. Why do I have to be the big bet sister? Like the big fucking muscly sister. And you are like, I am the beautiful sister. I could never do such a thing. Yeah, well, do you know what? It would be me that killed the beast. Because you'd be there wanting not to break a nail. Yeah, absolute dog, yeah. <laughs> and so Marie Jean Vallée's bravery and strength earned her the name made of Gévaudan. The creature still remained at large and the death toll was rising. Duhamel's efforts had failed. Soon he was summoned back to Paris. In his place, the royal court sent two professional hunters, a father and son duo by the name of Denval. The duo believed the creature was a wolf of some kind. Using bloodhounds, they began to hunt out the beast. Months went by, more deaths mounted. The duo had nothing to show for their efforts. The king was furious. 
He removed them from the area and as a last-ditch attempt to capture the beast he sent his personal gunsman by the name of Francois Antoine who arrived in La Malzior in June 1765. Three months later Francois wrote to the king to tell him the beast was no more. On September 20th Antoine and his men cornered and shot a pair of wolves they had hunted. He claimed that the male was particularly oversized. He then ordered that the male to be stuffed and sent back to the king as proof. The wolf's body was examined and revealed to be possibly a dog hybrid due to a set of dew claws being found on its paws. The king publicly declared the beast's reign was finally over. In the village of La Hubac, the voice of the old woman could be heard again. It's still alive, you fools. Mark my words, it will kill again. Waiting until the king's men forget about this place and return to Paris. Wait, no, it has already killed. Six months and six months and six months. And then the end. <laughs> this one is absolutely raving. She's the village madwoman. I'm going to take her spot someday. In the coming months, a further 30 men, women and children were found with their neck and throats ripped apart. The locals decided to take matters into their own hands when the royal court refused to help them once more, saying they considered the beast dead and it was now a matter they needed to solve themselves. A man named Marquis Depchier put together a team of men with the knowledge and skills to finally kill the beast. He even set free local criminals to aid him in the task. On the 19th of June, 1767, 18 months after Francois Antoine claimed he had killed the beast, one of Dieppe's parties were hunting the beast on the slopes of Mont Moucher when they were attacked by the beast itself. In this party was a criminal by the name of Jean Chantel, who had been thrown in prison two years ago by Captain Duhamel for refusing to take part in a hunt for the beast. Jean Chantel refused to take part in a hunt years previously because he believed the creature was a werewolf or supernatural being. Now standing facing his fears, Jean Chantel pulled the trigger on his gun and shot at the beast. A bullet pierced the chest of the beast, which let out a blood-curdling roar and fell to the ground. You see, Jean Chantel had secretly tipped his bullets in silver, or so he claimed. Some say he had the medal of the Virgin Mary embedded into a bullet which killed the beast. The body of the beast was taken to Chateau d'Apchette, where human remains were found inside. There the beast was stuffed and hung on the wall of the chateau, where doctors and scholars inspected it, all coming to the conclusion that the beast was not a large wolf. Unfortunately, the beast's body has been lost through time, so we may never know what this creature really was. Oh, oh no, oh no, what was? I need to know what it was. So, yeah, very weird story, isn't it? Oh, my God. That was so engrossing. I was like, what is it? Are they going to find it? Is it a wolf? What is it? Like, and then you get so little information. So they said it wasn't a wolf. But like, what the fuck was it? Or do you think they actually, if it was a real thing and this really happened and they got some animal, were they afraid to show it to the public because they didn't know what it was? 
Yeah, that's a possibility. So basically, at the start, I told you that in 1987, I think they had said like that there was an absolutely crazy number of people had been attacked and, and killed. Yeah, like, like 610. 600 or something. Yeah. Like that's insane. Which is insane. Now, a more realistic, suppose realistic number that there was over 100 deaths and 30 injuries, which is still like a really high number. Still a lot for a wild animal to be attacking people. Like that's still an incredible amount. Yeah. Yeah, like wolves would be known to kind of go through the area, but this creature seemed to be like really, really brave. And apparently I didn't know this, but um, some wolves are actually kind of afraid of cattle because like the bulls will obviously charge at it. I suppose that does happen earlier in the story and they kind of stay away. But this particular beast seemed to be like really brave, have no fear as such and was like really fucking strong. So that's what kind of made it really well known. And then it came, became into this huge, like kind of what the hell is this thing? So there's a loads of different theories of what it actually was, like from the bizarre, God, tell me from the bizarre to like the kind of like plausible, I suppose. So the most plausible one was that it was some sort of wolf hybrid with a dog um, and Mm -hmm. it had these characteristics of a dog which kind of meant that it was a little bit like more inquisitive as such. Some people say that it was actually a hunting dog which at the time were actually dressed in animal hide to protect it from attacks. So that's why the bullets would have like not been able to pierce it but I don't really believe that because a bullet is still going to go through the hide of an animal even if it's protecting another animal like it's not going to ricochet off it yeah um another plausible um theory is that it was an escaped exotic um animal so obviously at the time it would have been you know rich people would have had yes animals that they would have imported from Africa or further afield and some people think it was a striped hyena that was part of a private collection that had actually escaped oh my god that might make more sense because like the aristocracy and like the royals and stuff would have been known to like go to other countries and been like oh capture this for me and I'll have it roam around my palace and obviously stuff would have gotten out at some stage yeah yeah exactly so it could be that some people actually say it was a lion the creature was supposedly to have a kind of a bushy tail at the end yeah but then they didn't really describe it as having a mane so it could be a lioness maybe i don't know maybe there's the obvious one that it's a werewolf the silver bullet killed it and your man jean chantel knew this and that's how he killed he managed to kill it because his bullets he had dipped them in silver Mm-hmm. Some other people say that it was actually um, devil worshippers were controlling a beast which they had summoned. Um, and this was actually one of the theories that was more kind of plausible at the time because it was 18th century France, um, which was full of uh, Catholic citizens. And they just believed that anything that lurked in the shadows was demonic um and the high level of murders and kills and the fact that their bodies were left on display was like there was a demonic creature that was either controlled by devil worshippers or satan himself so what do you believe yeah because um, i don't want to believe any of it it's kind of weird it did seem to be killing like as much as i want to believe that it was just um you know like an exotic animal that got away i suppose like that's pretty plausible but why would it be killing for sport so much i mean if it was hungry it'd be killing to eat maybe it was rabid like maybe it had fucking rabies or something and was actually fucking cracked yeah like well maybe but then a few people said that they had shot it and it was just like no 
So probably, probably, if you're going to go for the most logical thing, it was probably a creature controlled by a load of devil worshippers. The fucking place. Europe was full of witches at the time. And um, it was witches. And I'm afraid to go for a walk through the fields now here at home in case a rabid animal comes at me. <laughs> uh, in I'll bring Watty with me. Watty will be great. Watty will be great protection for me. What do you think it is? Um, I want like I would love it to have been a, the last werewolf. Fucking werewolf, yeah. And I wonder, did they? I wonder, did they actually catch it? Because how you know it was such a huge story in mm-hmm. France and stuff like so. And then its body mysteriously goes missing. Like that's the thing. Like whose interest is it in for the body to go missing? If it had been a hyena or a lion or something that had gotten like out, wouldn't it just the people? You know, somebody would have come along to look at it and be like oh yeah like that's a hyena or whatever like why did it go missing I just always I think that that's really interesting yeah I know it is really weird but like I suppose it, like attacks from wolves were really were actually a really big problem at the time Um, in Europe and France like it, there would have been mm-hmm. like there would have been like thousands of people that would have you know been like killed by wolves in that century alone mm-hmm there was um, a guy by the name of Michel Louis, I think he's he's a naturalist, but he said that he reckoned that the beast was actually covered in like the hide of a young boar. Um, and that's why it kind of looked a bit strange to other people. I don't know. It's very fucking weird. Imagine it was like an 18th century, like Tiger King kind of dude who had like that was keeping them back in France. And he was like, oh, yes, you know, my tiger. And the witch was actually your one. What's her name? The witch was um his his arch enemy. And he, she was like, oh, that beast is not dead. And he was just some Egypt keeping like exotic animals for the royals. Like they would have had them somewhere. Like they used to have like leopards ro- roaming around their palaces and stuff like that. Wasn't Marie Antoinette known for that? I, I Let's just say there's no such thing as werewolves and it was an 18th century tiger king who let me loose. <laughs> and exciting, excitingly, Annie, Netflix are actually making a film about this. So you'll be able to <gasps> hopefully see that at some stage. I don't know when it's released, but reportedly oh they are. Oh my God. And you're after fucking ruining the end of it on me. Thanks a million. <laughs> you wouldn't watch that anyway. Are you joking me? I you wouldn't. wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't. I'd shit my pants. You'd fucking shit your I'd knickers. I'd shit my pants. I can't even. I can't even walk down the lane when it's dark. As well as that, anything I suggest you to watch, you're like, no thanks. And you're like, okay. I know. People hate that about me. They're like, why don't you do this? And I just go, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, join us after the break when we'll be getting into Ask Annie Anything. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back. And now it's time for... Ask Annie anything. That's me. Annie, we've got a load of questions in for you this week. So are you ready to sit in the hot seat and answer them for the public? Oh my God, I always get a little bit nervous with this that I'm going to like, you know, make an absolute show of myself. But sure, oh, you will. Go for oh, it, you go will. For it. Uh, David Mills writes in, he says, do you have any favourites on the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK yet and why? Oh my God, this is really bad, but I haven't actually started watching it yet. Um, uh, now, I don't know why, I just, I haven't got around to it and I'm going to binge watch it all, but I do really like the girl on it. I think um, I've seen an interview with her and um, it's kind of biased because I haven't seen many of the other ones, but what's her name, Will? Um, Victoria Sponge, I think, isn't it? Victoria Sponge. So I do, I do really like her and I think she's going to bring something new to it. But David, once I binge watch a few episodes, I will be right back at you. Thank you, David. You're always asking questions. Thank you. Janique writes in and she says, Dearest Annie, you mentioned you were a bit of a metalhead as a teen. Who were your favourite bands? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I suppose, I, I don't know if you if they're classic metal or whatever, but like Tool were one of my favourite bands and are still one of my favourite bands. And Dave always finds it really funny when I'm um, playing Beyonce around the house that like Tool is my favourite band. But I like all kinds of things. Um, and I went to see them once in Dublin and it was actually, like it actually blew my mind. Um, Tool and a perfect circle. So thank you. Mariandia Katrin Berthold writes in and she says what is one American food you've never had but always curious to try? 
Um, oh my god, so I haven't had like most like proper like American food because I've actually never been to the States. I know that's really weird, um, but I'm going next year. Um, because Dave has relatives in Chicago. Hi guys. So I really want to try pizza rolls after the debacle um, last week about pizza rolls. I, I, I know what they are now. I, I do. And thanks for everyone for helping me out. I do know what they are. I want to try them. I want to try a Tootsie roll. I, I don't know if I can have that. I'm vegan. Maybe I can't have that. Um, I want to try one of those like gigantic slices of pizza that you always see on the movies. But once again, I'll have to try to get a vegan one. Um, and I've also never had... Um, I've also never had, uh, oh, what do you call it? Um, uh, like a proper burrito from a proper Mexican place. Like, I don't think I've ever had a proper burrito. But once again, these all need to be vegan. So anyone who can give me any help where I can find them in Chicago, please. Thank you. Jen Hollibrow writes in and she says, Annie, darling, if you were arrested without any explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Fuck. Um, Indecent exposure. Um, <laughs> probably not being decent exposure. Honestly, I suppose they all kind of think like that I'm a bit of a hippie or something because they they'd probably think that I'd like change myself to a railing somewhere. But like, I'm too lazy to do that, lads. <laughs> I'm actually too lazy to do that. Otherwise, they would think that I had something to do with alcohol, that I had gotten really drunk and maybe slapped someone. Like, I've slapped a few bitches. I've slapped a few bitches, mainly, well, when I've drunk, but I have been known to get a little bit... Only when people try it on with me, lads. I'm usually very... I don't very think bad. I was trying it on whenever I was eating that chicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alice... Chicken burger will live in infinite... Alison Scott writes in and she says, if you could uh, consign one celebrity to, sorry, if you could consign one celebrity you find annoying to the bin, who would it be and why? Oh my God, I find so many of them annoying. I find all of the Kardashians just completely annoying and pointless. I don't understand, I just don't think they ever say anything interesting. I understand that they're businesswomen and they have a platform and like, go and like you know make your money and have your lifestyle that's amazing but I just don't think that any of them any of them I've heard them say anything like remotely like uh, noteworthy so they can all go in the bin the whole fucking lot especially that mother she's a cretin get in the bin Ruth Newcomb writes in she says please insert your own question here as I can't think of it at the moment X <laughs> Um, insert your own question. Um, okay, here's the question that I've been wrangling with all day. Maybe somebody can help me. I need to learn how to dye a couch, like a sofa. Okay, so if anybody's ever done it before, this is the question that's in my head because I am currently renovating. Do you call it in the States like a trailer? It's a mobile home. I'm renovating one and I've thrown most of what's in it out of it. But there is one sofa that I can't budge. But it's like Father Ted style 70s paisley brown. And I need to dye it in situ. I can't take the covers off. I need to like fabric dye it in situ. Um, so that is the question that I've been asking myself all day. What is a girl to do? Any answers, please send them in. Can you not reupholster it? It'll cost an absolute bomb to reupholster it and it's not worth it. Like it's 
just not worth it for what it is. Like, but I think I can dye it, but I just need to find out the best way. Best of luck with that. Jennifer Walker Cassius writes in and she says, Oh yeah, also Will, sorry about your imaginary parents splitting up. I don't want to talk about that, Jennifer. Not right now. My parents are going through and my imaginary <laughs> parents are going through a divorce. I don't know which one to go with. I'll probably end up going with Elon because he has probably more money and it'll be cooler. Thank you. Ashley May, what's what type of setup do you have for what type of setup do you have for when I surprise visit you? Don't worry, I'll figure out your address myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley May, I'm on the move again. Well, uh, maybe, and um, we are renovating in hopes of moving. So, the setup currently that you would have if you came right now would be an absolutely gutted trailer home with cushions that need to be dyed um no central heating no heating at all for that matter um no hot water but we do have electricity so listen you can bring your sleeping bag and see what suits you i do have a lot of outdoor farmyard that could also be converted we have a few barns and stuff like that so find me bitch Fine, Becky Walters McCulley writes in she says Annie love come here to me now in one sentence how would you sum up the internet an absolute shit show very good Kyra May writes in if you and Will switched bodies what's the first thing you would do as each other that you wish they'd do as themselves oh 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 Kyra Oh, Kyra, Nal, you're here trying to start rows, Kyla, because you know exactly how to push the buttons. Well, if I had Will's body, right, number one, I'd, I'd go out and, like, I would buy all the size zero clothes that I can because I'd finally be skinny. Like, I'd be, like, a size zero, and I'd be like, oh, my God. I'd go to shops like Zara and buy women's clothes because, you know, like, Zara are just cut, like, for rake thin people. And then I'd get really high heels and I'd, I'd, I would just be very, like, kind of Elle McPherson going around. And I'd put a big fuck off wig on me and I'd just flick my hair around the whole place. And I would just in, enjoy having no curves and no boobs. I'd wear those because I've got boobs, so I can't wear those, like, low-cut tops. You know, things cut to your navel that are made for small little boobies, which I think are very attractive. I think that's really nice. I'd wear a jumpsuit like cut down to the navel with a with a pair of um, high heels and a big long wig and I, I would just enjoy being a svelte woman for once in my life you so you turn me into a woman yeah very good do you know what I do I take down your bun and I brush it how about that <laughs> Kat Barnett writes in and says, do you or did you have an emotional support stuffed animal or security blanket item? By the way, I think they should be normalised in adulthood, especially these days. Yeah, do you know what? Really funny, one of my cousins, shout out, she's over in uh, Hawaii. She still has a tiny little bit of her comfort blanket from when she's young and she like, she, she, she cut it up into tiny little bits so she could have one until it literally wore away and then she'd like take out another one so I think it totally should be um, normalised and in um, here they used to call them goggies like my goggy I don't know that's really weird I don't think I had one but I did have a black baby doll that I loved and it was quite unusual in the 80s in Ireland to have one 
and I called her Susan and I used to bring her absolutely everywhere and she was gorgeous and she was like my favourite doll. I really, really loved her. So you her. abandoned her? Um, and then, um, well then one of my cousins drew on her with marker, like drew all over her face and I couldn't get it off and I was like kind of disturbed by it. Um, and I don't know where Susan's gone. I, d- I don't know where she went. But I totally so think So when that Susan got disfigured, you abandoned her? Yeah, like that's the kind of mother yeah. I would be, Will. This is why yeah. nobody's had so a child with me yet. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It makes sense. <laughs> Alison Schiefer wrote in. She says, have you ever laughed so hard that you blew liquid out of your nose? If so, what was liquid? Usually it was milk for me, but the day, but the day it was orange juice. But today... But I presume today. But today it was orange juice. Ouch, that hurt. Oh my god. Oh my god. Orange juice would hurt so much. I've done yeah. it many a time. Oh my god. I've done it so many times. Probably tea, Annie. Tea. I think it's always going to be tea because we literally always have a cup of tea in our hands, like plastered. And sure, you're kind of telling stories over tea and you're talking over tea, and it like it will be tea that comes out your nose. But if it's anyway hot, lads, it fucking hurts like a bastard. I remember a few times actually make deliberately trying to make you laugh when you took a mouthful of tea. You always do that to me. You always do that. And you know at that moment where you don't know like if you have to spit, like you don't know if you can spit it or you're going to have to, you're like you're trying to swallow it but you actually can't relax your neck muscles enough to swallow it. I think that's the problem. And you're like, am I going to have to spit it back in the cup? Do I spit it on the floor? If I spit it in the cup, I'm going to ruin the cup of tea. Like, it's very... It's a lot of decisions to go, go through in mind. But orange juice would be a horrible fecker. You need to start drinking more tea. <laughs> Mary Newman Lothian writes in, she says, what is your favourite smell? Oh, one of my favourites is definitely like... Um, the smell of the farm like after rain like the smell of like grass after rain fresh cut grass or um, just kind of yeah just kind of the smell of home after rain I think like that's my favourite smell I can't really describe it but it's very earthy and grassy and another smell um, I'm an earthy bitch and um, the smell of the sea but not the fishy one you know what I mean guys oh my gosh um Vanessa Everly Everly writes in she says who are your all time favourite drag queens oh my god I think somebody asked me this before and I think I named every fucking drag queen ever um uh Detox or Alaska I think are two of my yeah they're kind of two of my favourites and I also love Naomi Smalls just for beauty just so like the legs like I can't like unbelievable but definitely maybe Alaska or Detox for laughs very good and finally Liz Kedzior sorry Liz if I'm mispronouncing that have you ever discovered that you put your underwear on inside out when you weren't home did you leave them on did you leave did you leave them or write them Oh, leave them to fuck. Like, it doesn't really matter. I, like, and with Common not just underwear. Like, <laughs> but you know, there's kind of granny pants anyway that it doesn't really matter whether they're back to front or inside out. Like, leave them on. Like, you know, but contrary to what Will says, I do change them daily. I do, I do lads. I do. Because the last time I didn't, there was a hospital visit. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was a circular saw involved. I don't want to talk about it. That was actually crazy. You and yeah. you were in hospital for three days. I know, I know. It slipped. I know. What? Oh, Sheen. She's after coming storming in the door here with live Oh, she's on back air. now. She's back from her disciplinary now. Oh, 
Yeah, it's Annie. Yeah, it is Annie. All right. Okay, see you later. <laughs> Boston High School forced to use party bus with stripper poles for field trip. <laughs> A group of high school students in Massachusetts had to ride on a party bus complete with a stripper pole and neon lights during a recent field trip. An experience their teacher said highlights problems with the education system. Jim Mayers, an 11th grade advanced placement language and composition teacher at the Brooke Carter School in Boston, said that the since deleted tweet that the original Carter bus had fallen through. It's a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage and it speaks to major flaws in our education system, he said, adding the field trip was a, su- was a success. <laughs> he is now using the attention he is getting because of the original tweet to urge people to better understand educational inequalities and other problems facing, facing the nation's schools. I'm worried that there is too much attention being paid to the tweet itself, or simply the fact that it went viral instead of attending to the many systemic issues that are facing not just my students, but students across the country, he wrote in a follow-up tweet. For example, districts across the nation are struggling to hire enough drivers to shuttle kids to school and some states have become creative, including Massachusetts, which is enlisting National Guard members to drive school transport vans. His original tweet he wrote was just meant to give the teachers a laugh. If it's gotten people to talk about all the overall infrastructure of our education system and the different ways schools are prioritised, then that's a good thing, he wrote. (laughs) He then urged readers to attend their next local school board meeting or read up on the topic. And that concludes today's Billy's Bizarre News. (laughs) Oh my God, what the Well, you need to fucking step your game up. You need to absolutely step your step your game. Up. I don't know even if that would make the front of the newspaper here. Well, it made. Well, listen. If you want to go and talk to the um the journalist who wrote that, Annie, by all means, off and fucking go. <laughs> this is newsworthy. It is uh, highlighting the um the problems that American schools are facing. Um. Oh, you want your children to be going on on those little trips with a stripper pole? It worked for Cardi B. It can work for any daughter of mine. Oh, is uh, oh Susan, the abandoned child. Oh no! Don't talk to me about Susan. <laughs> don't talk to me about Susan. Oh, you'd love Susan. Maybe Susan has a better life, Annie, than the mother that found, she could I'm, have had. I hope she found a happier home. I hope Susan will actually come forward. Susan, if you're out there, please, please get in touch with the show, Susan. Please get in touch. Maybe we could do a long lost relative. Susan, I did it for you. I wanted you to have a better life, Susan. (laughs) I think we've learned a lot about Annie in today's episode. I believe that maybe she is the fucking beast of a Javoudon. (laughs) (laughs) And she has traipsed her way to Ireland. (laughs) I want to say your French accent is on fleek. Oh, come here. And again, you smell like fucking fish. Oh, that's just your crotch. Why is your hair so curly and so fluffy all the time? Can you not find some product? No, you can't find a product for your hair. It's like a bad perm. Oh, my God. What I want to know is where the fuck is Angela Lansbury? 
haven't seen that bitch in ages. <laughs> I know. She came into yeah. the house there yesterday and I was like, well, what in the hell happened to Angela Lansbury? If anybody knows what's happening with Angela Lansbury, I think we have to look this bitch up and we have to fill the lands in now on what's happening next week because she's a cultural icon and I don't think people give her enough fucking credit for oh, it. Oh, I'd love to get her on the show. Oh, I'd love to get her on the, on the show. I think she absolutely would. How old is she now? She's about... She's 95. What? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is she still wearing the eyeliner? Uh, yeah. Wow. She literally looks the exact same. Wow. She is a fucking legend. I wonder where she come on the show. Come on, let's go ring her. This is what we're we're asking you guys to call get Angela Lansbury on the get show. Get Angela Lansbury. Get Angela Lansbury. That concludes today's episode. <laughs> if you would like more, 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 you can do so on Patreon. You can find us there. Bonus episodes if you wish. Or you can just follow some of the links in today's show notes to find us on our socials. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love Thank you. you. Thank you. We love Join you. Join us next week for more mysteries, mysteries of, of the, the unexplained. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.